Come live on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. A new day brings new topics. Our sports talk brings extensive debate and analysis by the host, expert contributors, and callers. We discuss it all. Join us weekdays at 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Welcome to Never Had It So Good Sports Talk Radio. I'm excited about this week's broadcasting, and we get started with the X-Files here tonight at 6 p.m. It's Monday. I am Princess Cooper with my co-host, Duck Riley. How are you, sir? Doing well, Princess. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And my co-host, Tim Moore. Duck, I was able to talk a little bit of sports with, with Tim before the show started because you didn't answer me. You were, you know, going through physical therapy today. So I had to tell somebody about the Gators. And Tim Moore obliged me for just a moment. Gentlemen, how are you? <laughs> doing fine, Princess, doing fine. Great, yeah, great, they're, great. They're, uh, Like I was saying, uh, you know, they're, they're a real puzzle to me. I, I don't know what to think of them from week to week. They've been so up and down. But but you're exactly right. They're 5-2, and two, which is a pretty good record considering the way they started. Yeah, and the fact, you know, I, I guess I understand a little bit better, and I don't, I'm not making this a Gator show, is that they start, they have started 11 freshmen, true freshmen, not redshirt freshmen, the most in the country. And I wow. think they've seen a little bit of growing up um, um, and a little bit of maturity um, and, and definitely, you know, no 13 men on the, on the playing field or, or nine or ten and right. none of that anymore. So, um, and again, uh, here in Columbia, South Carolina, I have my Florida Gators uh, flag flying. Go Gators. <laughs> so we'll, we'll leave it there. Duck, you, you have anything you want to say to me? Not about that. <laughs> <laughs> and he said it's so dry. He said it's right. so dry. Okay. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get in Carlos Bradley. Carlos Bradley, how are you, sir? I am good. How are you all? Doing really Doing good. Doing well. Doing really good. Thank you for being on. Tall, light-skinned <laughs> brother Larry Tisdale, Philadelphia Eagles up, fan. Man? How are you, sir? Oh, yeah. I'm doing well. How's everybody doing? We took one. Doing I'm good. okay. Yeah. 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 I, I started to check on you, but I didn't want it to seem, you know, like I was just being nosy. So I uh, just checked. I wouldn't have mind. I, yeah. I just texted him and tonight, stuff and said, go Jets. Yeah, that's what, that's why I'm getting it all in now. You know, yeah, I, know. I got two hours of broadcasting. Listen, <laughs> we'll we'll I, I worry about that, that you, game later. You talked about wearing some kind of colors to church. I thought it was an early Halloween costume that you were talking about. <laughs> I didn't realize that's okay. it was team colors. That's okay. Even in my orange and blue, I prayed for you yesterday. I knew it was going to oh, be a bad you. day. You know I need it. <laughs> I'm sorry, Duck. I, I'm sorry. Go ahead and get started, sir. Uh, we don't have Doc on yet? No, not oh, yet. I'm sorry. I mean, Wait we're, a minute, this I is know the Ricky, said, Ricky. Ricky said he might not make it, but uh, I thought Will would make it. Okay. Not yet. Okay. All right. Well, I want to get started because so we don't have to do it on the contributors. Larry, we're going to open it up to you. Let's, let's talk Mel Tucker. Get it all off your chest. Oh. Yeah. Oh. oh I needed, yeah, I needed to prep for that one. Hold on. This is such a – I don't want to discount anything about what that, that, that lady said about, um, you know, the things that transpired. But, unfortunately, it just doesn't look right. Um, the way it happened. You know, it seems that they had some sort of relationship prior to that, and then all of a sudden in the middle of, you know, one of their interactions or entanglements, you know, she felt uncomfortable. This looks like this was, you know, a trap from the beginning. Um, and, again, they people wanted him out from the beginning. Uh, after, you know, the season, they paid him all that money, didn't think he was worth it, didn't have a great season. So this just looks like an entrapment to me. You know, if – if this was the letter of the law, this is entrapment. I, and, again, this woman, all these conversations, knew what was going on. Somewhere well before that, she knew something. So all of a sudden, yeah, I don't want to say what I was going to say. All of a sudden, she sees certain things, and 
and now she's offended and, and needs to run. So this isn't trap. This 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 is this is hard. This is bad because when you're in a position, and I understand, you know, he has an obligation to himself and his family. But when you're in a position like this, man, they just they can come for you so easily, and that's mm-hmm. the hard part. You know, they can just come for you so easily. And by the way, it doesn't even have to be proven that it was true. He's already lost his job. So, you know, his credibility and everything. So what was put out there, whether it was consensual or not, he's already taken the L on that. So I just, you know, it's just unfortunate that you're able to take advantage of of people in those types of positions. And you don't see that happen too much with folks that aren't of color. Okay, yeah. and we're going to stay on this for a minute. I'm going to come back uh, to you, uh, uh, Larry, because uh, I want to come to Carlos. Is he is he fighting this because of his reputation, or is he fighting this for his job? He's fighting this for his life, livelihood, family destroyed. Professional life destroyed. So, you know, we 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 know that they're always looking at us. So, we should know better. Okay, we know we can't slip up. We know we can't do something wrong because it's going to be blown up bigger than everybody else's. But. Understanding and admitting the, I would say, the wrong that Mel Tucker did by even doing the act on a phone or whatever, too many ways to track you that way. But I was listening to some stuff today about emails that have been passed between uh, this woman and her friend, things that preceded him being fired. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to have to go along with it sounding like, I don't know if I want to call it an entrapment or because there were emails that came out in phone conversations where she was talking to a friend saying, oh, Mel said he loved me like a friend, and she was comfortable with that. But then after the contract was signed, and then she got uncomfortable with something after she was just comfortable with the he loves me. But but then she was asking the school for a settlement. So it seems like somewhere in here, then it, another, uh, there was also thoughts about her having another relationship with a married man, Damon Stottlemyre, who's now Georgia Tech's basketball coach. Wow. So it was kind of painting a picture of her not being, you know, Miss Prim and Proper in this situation, not to say anything she said wasn't valid, but but the circumstances and the situations and the way it's coming together. You're asking the school for a settlement before, like right after his contract was signed before they fired him. I know it all seems a little suspect. It all seems a little her character is now in question also. Okay, uh Princess, she got a court order to stop him from pu- publishing uh some of the stuff that was going back and forth and with a number of not only Damon Stoudemire, it was some other people on there, but they stopped it before mm-hmm. it could get out. You, you you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, um, it it has gotten out that she was not only seeing Damon Stoudemire, but she said in her text messages to her friend before her friend died that they were seeing each other and dating at the same time she was seeing Mel Tucker. So um, she needed to uh, stop the bleeding on on that. But um, it also came out in the Title IX hearing that she asked Mel Tucker for $10,000 because she was down on her luck because she had to pay back some back taxes. She also asked him to fund her docuseries, which both times he said no. 
Um, her best friend, they have now they now have in custody twenty thousand text messages between her friend, between Mel Tucker, and other documents and emails with her friend and Mel Tucker. The emails with her friend, the friend got in a car accident and um, was released to go home. Brenda Tracy went over to her house and sat within a room, but she kept asking the family for her phone and for her computer so she could see what was on there. So um, <laughs> so this is ugly, and it is exactly like Tim Moore has been saying, like Larry Tisdale has been saying. This was more than just, um, you know, she was offended and she was, um, you know, then uh, frozen for, for 36 minutes. Um, it's more than that. She bragged about Mel Tucker saying, "I love you." Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna try not to go all the way there for 36 yeah, minutes. Yeah. Um, she she bragged about him saying, "I love you." Um, you know, so there's a lot of she had a relationship. Again, men make mistakes, but as I said to you all, you know, you can't do that at work on Facetime. Um, but obviously, he felt comfortable enough with her because they had a relationship and he knew nothing about the other one. And they referred to Mel Tucker's wife as an estranged wife. So I don't know if that has occurred after this incident or before, because Mm -hmm. this goes back all the way to 2022. Um, And they were working on this because she filed in April, March or April. And they did not say anything until they got out into the public two games in into the 2023 season. They were trying to back Mel Tucker, but once it got to where it was ugly and she made it ugly, they didn't have any choice. But obviously he got, up, he got caught up with the wrong one, for sure, and she got it. And, and, and since well, when I you want, think about yeah. it, and, and, I'm sorry, real quick, and, and you know we talked about this before. If you've ever been to, you know, the NBA All-Star game, the Super Bowl, any of those games, yeah. these are professionals yeah. that come out. Like, you know, I I, I know some of these are professionals, and she seems obviously from her, you know, resume, she's a professional. And then on top of that, even had the documentation of knowing what a rape counselor and all the magic words. So, yeah, she she wasn't there by accident and wasn't asking for money by accident. She's she's a professional. And she... She is an activist and a speaker on sexual misconduct all over oh, the country at colleges, including Michigan State and Michigan, and all, all, all over the Power Five conferences. But she and Mel Tucker had a relationship, and that ballooned, and he was taken and said, I love you and all of this. So, you know, he was comfortable with her, but she, she was doing some other things. I just want I want to come to Tim with it because uh, I I practiced on thirty six minutes I couldn't make it. That's <laughs> uh, oh, I'm not following up. Oh, that'd be trouble. <laughs> oh goodness gracious! But but anyway, Tim, you know, yeah, just listening to listening to Carlos, listening. To, Listening to Larry and listening to Precious, and we're talking about this strange wife. I, I I know a guy personally who was a chaplain for Michigan State who knows him very well, and it, it makes it very difficult. I almost I almost asked him to come on, but I didn't know how much information he could give us and stuff. So. If if another time, uh, Princess, if we we need to kind of see what's happening, we, we might might want to do that. Your thoughts? Yeah, yeah that Princess. would be good. Okay. Okay, but back to you, okay. Tim. You know, after everything's been said so far, and stuff that we've been reading, and it's just like she she had a game like like all of us. We we have a game plan. She had right. a plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, uh, I agree with that wholeheartedly. And I've thought since I first read the story, because at first I didn't know any details. I just saw the headline, and it, it you know just kind of caught my attention. But once I read a little bit of that, what came out in the USA Today article, from that very first time, I thought something just didn't sound right. It just – 
didn't seem right. Uh, you know, she had this kind of interaction back and forth with him over time. Uh, she uh, sends him a picture of the two of them at his spring game. Uh, during this whole time that she's supposed to be uh, in conflict with him, and it seems it seems as though she really flipped the script when he wouldn't give her money and he wouldn't renew her contract with Michigan State. Um, I don't know. It's just so much about this that's disturbing. Um, from her part, all those things disturb me. Uh, one of our other panelists several weeks ago said something that that resonated with me too that I had forgot, I really hadn't thought about was the fact that when she had the um, the the situation in college I think it was in Oregon State where she uh, said that she was gang raped in the frat house um, I didn't realize until it was pointed out that she was 24 years old and a mother of two at that point well what are you doing in a frat house uh, at that point. Um, so I think her judgment is questioned, although I don't blame her for – I don't blame any woman if, if she was actually raped for being raped. I, I think your judgment is, is, is bad. But I think as a mature woman now, um, there's so much that's coming out that's disturbing about her that it makes me think it's calculated, what I'm hearing Larry say and, and, and what Carlos seems to be struggling with as well. Uh, it just seems to be very calculated. Um, I'm like Duck. I, I've got a contact, a good friend of mine, who works at Michigan State in a pivotal position. So somewhere down the line, I'm going to find out what all of this is uh, in terms of the the information. But I know this. Per- I won't say what position this person is in because it's it's kind of close to where they're dealing with this, and I know that they probably can't talk about the stuff right now while it's going on. So I, I've only touched base with her and told her I'm praying for her. Uh, but um, the whole thing is really ugly, and it's unfortunate. Now, I've talked about her uh, lack of judgment, but he had, a, he had a lack of judgment too, and I have to admit that. Um, he fell into the trap, willingly fell into the trap, not seeing what was going on. And I think it's exactly what Larry was talking about, if you've ever been to the NBA All-Star Game, and I lived in Cleveland when they came to the 50th uh, anniversary game, they come in from all over the country with a mission. And uh, it's to land someone who has big pockets and, um, and to get in those pockets. Uh, and they are willing many times to do a lot. When I say they, I mean a lot of people are willing to do almost anything to get in those pockets, um, not the least of which is manipulating a situation to make those targets vulnerable. And it appears to me that that's what happened here. It's disturbing on both counts. Might even need to talk to Sotomayor to see if this is a, a reoccurring thing. Exactly. I didn't know about Damon Sotomayor until you all were talking about it tonight. Yeah. So you know, can I jump in, Doc? Yeah, yeah. So you, you know, I always say that, like, a woman normally does not bring up something that's embarrassing if something didn't really happen. Right. But then we also got to think about, as we unfold or unravel this young lady and her indiscretions in her life like in her her uh lack of judgment also but you know how the abused continue to abuse right so like we don't know her past like has she been abused and then she was in this situation at 24 and being abused and then as she sounds like you know, sounds like conducting a relationship over here and a relationship over there, emotionally continuing to abuse herself and then striking out, oh, I need to get paid for this. Now, now I'm just thinking, you know, I'm just thinking out loud of, of what it's starting to sound like. Like, she, abuse is 
where she's been, what she's going through, what she's talking about, and maybe what she continues to perpetuate. Hmm. Yeah. It looks like there's been some trauma in her life. Um, and I agree with yeah. you. That might be that might be the pattern. You know, and this is her acting out on the trauma that's either happened to her, or she witnessed, or you know, who knows. But yeah, that sounds like some and, and maybe all of us. But you know, I've known some people in my past that you know I have seen, and there's been some acting out. You know, that's very similar to this. You know, not to that level because you know the resources weren't quite the same, but absolutely some of the behavior was was consistent with she's doing. Yeah, I, I, I guess my, my the big question would be for me is, after all of this happened to her at Oregon State, did she did she get help? Right, right, right. Yeah, because some of her actions doesn't doesn't sound like she's fully she has fully recovered. Because if she's if she's frozen for thirty six minutes, she could have been having a flashback. <laughs> Doug, Doug, is Doug is stuck on that 36 minutes. Uh, Sorry, 36 minutes messed me up. Man. But but I, but on a serious tip, just think about it. If this happened to her, and now she's witnessed this this over the phone, did she have a custard flashback? Only difference is custard they kill them. But did she have a flashback? <laughs> well. You know, I don't know, Doug, but I I do know I do know that thirty six minutes is a long time to do anything on the phone. I mean, if, if you're talking business, that's a long phone conversation, and very few people. Maybe they were I just know. talking in the beginning, though. They were just talking, and what did you do today? What did you do today? Maybe. You know, oh, maybe it was entirely. Okay. I'm sorry, Tim. All I know, I'm sorry. So, all I know is is male tough. It's a disturbing situation. I mean, I, 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 and I don't absolve him of responsibility either because it was, it was oh, terribly no. bad judgment on his part. I mean, and he does have a wife and family, which, which uh, mm-hmm. makes it, uh, makes it a, a bad situation, but it doesn't make it an unusual situation. These kinds of things happen in, in marriages all the time. Uh, and some families overcome them, and some of some of them don't, uh, depending on how they deal with it. But um, this is just a, it's an unfortunate situation uh, for both of them. I, I'm wondering why uh, why did they did the courts decide not to allow him to defend himself with information about uh, what was in text? Was it because it was about other people or what? No, he claimed he had a medical condition and could not appear at the hearing. Um, And so his lawyers were not uh, able to participate either as far as asking questions. If they both had been there, they both could have posed questions to each other. But Mel Tucker bowed out and said he had a medical condition and could not make it. What about the release of uh, all the texts and uh... It's been going back and forth. Those are, you know, that they discovered from the lawyers of hers, and they leaked a lot of that. The Mel Tucker's lawyers released a lot of that. And they're, you know, the 20,000 documents, emails, text messages, and all of that, that's still, you know, still sealed supposedly, but they released some of it and put it on, you know, and and called some of the media. But she also, um, you know, was working with ESPN, somebody from that outlet, so she could leak out what she wanted to leak out. Um, yeah. She's dirty in all of this. but And I think it would be different if Mel Tucker had not been on campus in his office with this. If he had been somewhere else, I don't know if we'd be here. Um, and I don't know if she would have a whole lot of standing. Um, and I just wanted to mention that the NBA player, P.J. Washington, met his wife, on Instagram, she came to the NBA All-Star Game. They got married. She got pregnant. Two weeks after delivering their son, she asked for a divorce, filed for the divorce, and she's getting 200000 a month in child support. Yeah, I, uh, and that's not an unusual story, uh, Princess, unfortunately. I, nope. uh, I, knew a, I knew a guy who used to work for the NFL Players Association several years ago under Gene Upshaw. 
And uh, and he told me that there was a statistic that something like 65% uh, of the uh, guys in the NFL are divorced within five years of retirement. Um, so that's unfortunately not an unusual thing. No. And, yeah. and, and, and I want to go back are, to what are, you are say, Francis. Yeah, President, I want to go back to again, what you said. I want you to go. I want to go back to what you said about uh, he didn't appear in court. Talking no, about Mel Tucker. Mel Tucker. The Title Nine hearing that was last week on their bye week. Um, I don't know if she came, but her lawyers were there. But since he did not come, um, I think she came. But since he did not come, um, there were no. They they couldn't. The opposition couldn't pose any questions. So no, they were not. Well, Mel Tucker's crew was well, not at the Title IX hearing. Well, from getting this from a friend, uh, was that because of the thirty-six minutes? <laughs> no, Doug. I think he's recovered from that um, for sure. Oh, that that's okay. been a few few months now, and we're gonna have to move on from that. Every time you say it. I get a picture in my head. You can't unsee some of this. I need you to stop. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to move on. I want to come to uh, Carlos. The door Sanders halftime winning twenty nine nothing. He's sending out. He's selling his merchandise at halftime. Yeah, not good. Um, but this is just a byproduct of a lot of things that are not good. This whole lack of institutional control by the NCAA with the NIL deals and the portal and all of this, it's really out of control. I mean, Dion should be upset about that. The focus, the focus is not on the game in the second half. I didn't really understand how, they had been a better second-half team than first-half team. And then, you know, this debacle Saturday. Um, it should, it's unacceptable. Dion should be upset about it. And the NCAA has to make, I think, more structure to what what's going on. I, I had a – one of my clients was just at a conference in Guatemala, and Coach K was the guest speaker. And Coach K said if he had he retired because the NCAA has destroyed college sports with wow. allowing everything that's going on now. He said there's no way to have control of your team or your players now. And he said that's directly why he got out of it right now. So I think this is just a byproduct, and we're going to see more things like this occurring. Wow. Uh, Larry, your thoughts on that? Yeah. You know, you make a good point, uh, Carlos, on this this being a byproduct. But it's unfortunate, you know, as a fan of what he's trying to do at Colorado, and he's had some success. Um, and, And I get you know, Dion could be flashy. You know, all players can. Some players need to be quiet, need to be somewhat stoic in order to be in their game. Dion's a little different. He's kind of following along. But if you're – and I know Shador is making $4.8 million in, in deals. But at halftime, if that's my son and you're playing here, there's an off and on switch. And obviously, this is well out of control if you don't know the off and on switches during the game. Yeah. And unfortunately, you probably lost, you know, you, you've got a great deal to do with losing that game. Um, I'm not sure. I don't want to go back to make this country great again by taking away all the powers from some student athletes. But I do think there needs to be a heck of a lot more structure than there is now. Um, the NCAA was making billions off of us, you know, particularly. Uh, uh, players of color with 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 the athletes receiving nothing, not even um, education, so they didn't care about that. So I just think there needs to be a happy medium um, to where the players can benefit and the NCAA. The NCAA has never had players in, or students uh, in mind in the beginning. 
This was just about finding a way to extort the money, keep the money to themselves. Because if I'm correct, the NCAA is only like a building, you know, not very many people who are controlling the entirety of the uh, landscape of what's going on. Um, like eight people if I was in Dion, Iowa. If, yeah. If, if, I, if I was Dion and his son, Dion, you need to have a talk with your team. You need to have a talk. And, and I appreciate all the things you're doing trying to raise these young men, at least everything that, we, that I see. Um, but you, you, you probably lost a little control right there with your son being first and foremost and cost your, your, your team a, a victory. Well, I don't know if that cost them the yeah. victory, but the yeah. thing is, uh, you've you got to be mindful, uh, and I'm sure he had this conversation. I guess that's when I want to come to the princes and, and, and tell him about, because now that this is out there, how do you handle it? Well, well, Doc, I feel that at this point, now that it's out there, not only did he post, he gave his links to where to buy, his link to Instagram, um, but also he put in there that Stanford is cooked, you know, that they were done. Um, and I've talked about this before, that um, I thought that Shadur had a little bit more leeway and latitude um, in this, in this, in this, um, with this team. And I understand that that's his dad, but I think they needed to reel him in way before now. Um, and then they asked Coach Prime, you know, what about Shadur holding up his hand, you know, with his watch, you know, it's time, all of that. He said, I don't have a problem with it. He said, he needs a watch deal. He needs to get some NIL watch deal. He needs to stop doing it for free. So I don't think the fruit has fallen far from the tree. This is something that Coach Prime cultivates. But, yeah. again, like Larry said, there's got to be an on and off switch. And I don't know if these young men, young women in the era of NIL know that and have time. Why, I think, and I don't know, but I feel that he needs to suspend him for at least a half. You can't do that. You can't be selling merchandise at halftime. So you in the locker room on your phone. Yeah, that brings up an interesting point. Tim, why do you even have a – I know some coaches take everybody's phone once they come into yeah. the locker room. So, mm-hmm. Tim, kind of the same question. I, you know, and that was a great answer response, uh, Princess. Uh, your thoughts on that, Tim? Yeah, it's very similar to what Princess and and uh, and Larry was saying. Um, I I just uh, don't quite get it. Um, I you know you heard reports early on when he was at Jackson State. He warned his players uh, when they went to Houston to stay in the hotel because he didn't want them involved in what was going on in the streets. Good discipline. Um, he was a little he was criticized for being a little harsh when he went to Colorado. And I understand he came into the team meeting and really uh, sort of um, ostracized, uh, maybe that's not the right word, one of their players who came into the uh, team meeting with a, with a phone and was on the yeah. phone uh, doing social media while they were having a team meeting. So if this is the standard that he set, and then all of a sudden at the end of the Colorado State game, when he's going over to meet with the other coach to exchange whatever comments they exchange to one another in private, all coaches do this uh, after a game, Shadur is out there in the middle of it. Uh, And then this, at halftime of this game, if not the NCAA, why doesn't the team or the conference act to do something to reprimand the kid or at least – you know, do something to deal with this because it really is bad. I, I've never heard of this kind of thing happening. Most guys at a halftime of a ball game are in position meetings talking about what they're going to do for the second half rather than on the phone trying to sell merchandise. I, I've never heard of that kind of stuff before. Yeah. Well, I don't Loss think of institutional control just yeah. across yeah. the board. It's just, it's just, I mean, how come Dion can't just rope in his team? How can he right. just rope right. in his son? It's his son. You know, and, but there has to be some boundary somewhere. And yeah. you're correct, Carlos, because, uh, uh, Tim, I can tell you now, 
the conference is not going to get involved in that. That's a that's a coach deal right there. You know how much I like Dion. The right. coach got to handle that. All the coaches, that's they have to handle that. Mm-hmm. It, the conference, rather like, okay, we're not going to step into that because if that's the case, they have to step into everything that goes on in each at each school. So he yeah, needs to handle right. that. And, and, and I'm like, Princess, I want I want to see what happens. Probably probably nothing. He'll probably you know at home or something get spanked on the hand or whatever. However they do it, but. Yeah, that's that's unacceptable. But uh, I want to move on to – go ahead. No, I was going to say, and it's really was, a shame because the kid is talented. I mean, he's he's a very talented quarterback, oh, yeah. and, and he's he's playing much better than I ever expected, uh, you know, his first year in the uh, Division One level. Um, it, it's just a shame that he's that, that out of control. It has to be a huge distraction to also, be doing all of that. Who, what coach – and I don't know, maybe he has that relationship with Coach Prime, but what coach is going to Coach Prime and say, hey, we need to do something with Shador? Um, he's on his phone at halftime, you know, and, and I'm sure that they're making adjustments and having those conversations at halftime about what they're going to do, what did you see, what do you like, what are we going to do right. in the second half? But someone noticed, someone had to have seen, player, you know, intern, um, coach, whatever, right. Had to have seen, yes. First, and, and just speaking from being as far as uh, from a coach's viewpoint, uh, the players probably seen it, but the coaches before they even come back in and meet and break down, they meet as a group, either going right. yeah. coming into the locker room or outside the locker room. And I know Carlos and Larry and Tim know this too. You outside talk and say, okay, what adjustments do we need to make? Da 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 da. You, we know the team is in the locker room, the players, but we don't know exactly what's going on because we're out there trying to get it together for the second half. And then when we come in, I'm sure when he came in, there ain't nobody have no phone out. Right. He wasn't doing that. But he okay, found but, out probably just Doug, like is, we did. Yeah, but now he knows. This is it, you, though. You're, you're probably right, though. But Shador I, Sanders – Shadur Sanders was not afraid of posting that, though, and knowing that someone was going to see it after the game and realize, okay, this is time stamped here, and that was two hours ago. That means he had had to have done it at halftime. He was not afraid of that discovery coming later at all. And maybe it's because he thought they were going to win the game handedly. Yeah, that sounds sounds like a lot of arrogance about that. You just summed it yes. up right there, Princess. You thought yep. he was going to win the go. game. And so they're yep. up 29 to nothing. Princess, I thought they were going to win the game. I, 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 I fell asleep <laughs> and woke back up. It was 29 26. Man. Yep. I, thought the, I thought, look, I thought I was dreaming. So if you think about this, <laughs> if this is flipped around and, you know, he posts this at halftime, they come out, they win the game. My goodness, afterwards. You know, this is a feather in his cap as far as recruiting and the way yeah. he looks and the way that they've been acting. This kind of just backfired on him because this would have been like, listen, at halftime, we already told you what was going on. He was out there doing this. Unfortunately, this is the new generation, you know, but in the long run, maybe this helps him that this backfired. But, man, this would have looked good, to, you know, on his Instagram if they would have won. Duck, let me ask you and Carlos this question. How would John Makovic or uh, Bobby Bowden or Frank Signetti have have responded to the discovery that this was going on at halftime in their locker room? First of all, you know, and that's why I'm surprised because Dion played on the Bobby B too. Uh, first of all, we wouldn't hear the, we wouldn't hear we wouldn't hear the phone in there. I can tell you that now. So it, it's hard to answer that because. They wouldn't allow that. Yeah, there would have been. Yeah. Like, yeah. There, there would have been no phones in the locker room. There would have been no outside communication at all. Um, I know when I was training a bunch of NFL players a couple of years ago, they said that their phones are cut off two hours before the game, and that, that their phones just don't work two hours before the game. That's in the NFL. So even if you had a phone, 
it wouldn't it wouldn't be operable in the locker room. And and I don't even like when you go in the locker room. There's if you have an equipment adjustment, if you have to go to the bathroom, if you have to get a drink, the coach will say, "Okay, meet me here in three minutes." So whatever is getting ready to happen, you need to be back in front of my face in three minutes. And if you're not, there's an issue, okay? Yeah. Now, to be on the phone, to be selling merchandise, I mean, this is just unthinkable as far as I'm concerned. It's it's just beyond. So the coach would have been beyond, especially John Makovic, beyond flipping his wig. It would have been, (laughs) you might have been off the team, particularly if we ended up losing. Right. But that kind of... That kind of dates ourselves about who we are, because I'll flip this on the other side. And, you know, I remember uh, LaShawn McCoy talking about the difference between some of the coaches in the league who we played for and didn't. And I believe he said Andy Reid realizes it and gives a 10-minute break to his players to get on their phones because he understands how much, you know, these, these young guys are connected to their phones. So I know there's two yeah. sides of, of, the, of the coin, um, but I, I think that it is here. It needs to be uh, addressed. Unfortunately, they do need, you know, they do need. I don't know if they do need, but they are they need to be baby on their phone. Yeah, no, it, absolutely. You know, and if you know agents, that's all it is, is a lot of babysitting. Um, so a good <laughs> yeah. coach may, may be able to, you know, foster that type of environment. Dion lost it, uh, and maybe sure – I don't know if he would dime Shador out if Shador wasn't supposed to do that, you know? What happens if he's having exactly. a conversation and now he's got, he's got to go back and throw his son under the bus, or does he have to eat this one? So I, I'm kind of hoping yeah. that he, he's just going to eat this and not throw Shador under the bus because that messes up his draft, that messes up the Heisman, that messes up recruiting, that messes up everything. I think they eat this as a team. I don't believe well, that the, he allowed that to happen. The Heisman is out this year. Well, I yeah. agree, but yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah, but, but he still got another but year. But he uh, is it, he is leading college football in passing yards. Number two yeah. is Michael Penix. Number three is yep. Jaden Daniels. And, and my second thing here is that Don Staley, and I know this is not football, um, bans social media for the entire season. If anybody posts on social media on the team, they are suspended for the entire year. And she allows them two weeks at Christmas and then maybe two or three days before March Madness, and that's it. But that is the rule. You, they can't even be on social media. And I don't know how strict you want to do it for football players or whatever. I've known some other teams to, to limit when you can post or be on. But um, there are rules out there, and I don't know how Dion Coach Prime can look good in this. He's not going to dime out his son. You know, and I, I do feel that the Heisman is out. For sure, but he's still the leading passer in college football. Oh, it, nobody, it would be a bad look. And, and nobody, bad look. And nobody on here is questioning his ability, how good the kid is. It's just he's got to mature. Mm-hmm. He, that's all. Yeah. He's got he's exactly. got to, uh, you know, Prime got, Prime got to get with him and say, hey, these, these other do's and don'ts, just like he do with the whole team. But I want right. to move on real quick. I want to get uh, poor Carlos back in. Uh, my man Bidwell, Arizona Cardinals, work environment, and uh, they had no HR personnel until they had no personnel HR personnel from 2007 to I think 2018. So the Bidwells were making the decisions. Mm-hmm. That's not. That's not. Uh, well. I'm not quite sure how they could even make the decision being being the Bidwells. I would think the Bidwells would be so removed from the common man and what was going on in day-to-day activities that their judgment would be skewed anyway. So they really had a problem there. I don't even see how they were able to, to make any rules or regulations. No wonder they're a mess. Yeah, yeah. And, and Chris, I want to jump to you right quick with that. How do you go 11 years, 12 years without having an HR person 
and the head the work environment was pretty tough for black women there there had to be some pressure um put on there uh, and and a sense of fear that was installed on all of them but they finally came forward and you know um and they said these women were pressured to dress a certain way and they were taught how to interact with male football staffers so wait a minute, wait, this was wait crazy a it sounds like Washington to me. Exactly. Well, they they were six hundred and forty-four emails. Who exactly. was the women? No, they had a title. I don't were think they ever filled Who were the women? Were, they, were these the, the San Francisco Cardinal cheerleaders? <laughs> no, oh, no, we're talking no. about uh, we're talking about those who are, are operational within the building, right. um, within the organization. In, um, we're not talking building. about the cheerleaders. Yes, we're talking about and they staff. had a certain way that they mm-hmm. exactly yes, office yeah. staff. Oh wow! It, especially misogynistic. With they said the black and pregnant employees, they caught hell. Yeah, said, mm-hmm. you know what? Wow, we've talked about this before. Um, Dan Snyder in Washington was not an isolated incident. He just got busted. Um, it's pretty obvious from the way that these owners speak, and we look at Jerry Jones and some of the others that were in those, you know, this is their environment. We just happen to be privy to it every so often. Um, why? What trouble would you get in if you didn't have an HR department? Obviously none. So why would you even bring that in? Unfortunately, you made money, but your program and your fans uh, suffered because you can't work in an environment like that. That leaches onto the field. So it's obvious yeah. why they haven't been good in a while with even all the talent. Um, but I think that this is much more rampant than we, you know, hope to believe. I don't even. I think everybody on this phone call believes. I think most ownership is like this. If I had to take well, a guess, seventy-five percent ownership is like this. I, this I don't know. Is definitely I don't know part of the six hundred and forty-four emails, probably <laughs> that haven't been let out. <laughs> right. Think about Carlos it. Says right? Going out when you... <laughs> no. <laughs> no, not at all. Got a tattoo. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. If but let me just say this, gentlemen. But it, but it is. I'm it sorry, is pretty, Tim. Pretty I just rep- want to say this part that that the women who were who had had children were breastfeeding. But they were trying to allow an area for them to nurse and use a breast pump, and they said they couldn't do it in the offices. They had to go down to the locker rooms near the showers, and they didn't know where to take their complaints because there was no HR office. But they forced women who were coming back off of maternity leave to go somewhere else with breastfeeding. And and I'm just talking about using a pump. This is all detail in here. They were crazy. That's, you mean near the showers awesome. where the players were? Exactly. Where was this information? Where was this? It's, a, it's been all over I'll the... I'll send you the article. Yes. Yeah. Hey, Carlos, it's been out yeah. there, man. I'm like, I was in shock. I haven't seen this one. Wow. So oh, yeah. this, is, this goes back, I this goes this back to... This goes back to, I think I mentioned a few months ago that the NFL had a like an officer of inclusion or whatever that they hired, and one of my clients, it was her girlfriend that they hired, a lawyer from Washington, and they put her in this position. And after three months, she retired. She resigned. So I asked my client, I said, "Why did your friend resign?" She said, "Carlos, they had her do absolutely nothing." So she literally was in an office with a title about inclusion or whatever, but she did not perform or do any duties. So they, they literally just wanted her on, on that we have one, and it's a woman, but she wasn't included or involved in any meetings or anything or did absolutely nothing to enhance the job. Wow. You know, Carlos, it's funny you mentioned that we're talking about this nature, and I've thought about this for a while now. And as as opposed to sitting here trying to figure out, you know, is this real and is it happening and what to do? I think the only way that something like this can be resolved is 
if you bring in an outside HR uh, uh, firm into each and every team uh, that does not report to the NFL, I mean, sorry, that may report to the NFL, but not to the ownership whatsoever, and any and every meeting that they have to be in, because that's the only way that you're going to start getting these emails, the verbiage behind the scenes are going to change, you know, the misogynist behavior is going to change. Unless somebody from the outside is there to witness and can report it back, I don't think this behavior changes. But if you want to change it immediately, bring a firm to each and every team uh, that, that has uh, the rights to go to any meetings or anything that's going on. And has yeah, the, all the NFL conversations. I agree, but the NFL is not going to go along with any of that. Like everything they do, they they are truly, they are truly like the mob, because yeah. they con they want to control everything, every aspect of business, everything that interacts with them. I mean, from from stadium sales to apparel to Whatever goes in and out to safety, everything is in house, and and they don't they don't even let anybody else in anymore. You know, it's not like any no outside vendors. They got to be in on your deal, or you don't even get in. Yeah, they can't take your helmet off. Y'all need to know where y'all supposed to shut up and dribble. I don't even want to see your black behind. Yeah, no, I don't even want to see you because they think they don't think America wants to see us and can deal with it. Yeah, and nope. Bitwell e- issues a statement that you know obviously he needs to improve, and in hindsight, he should do things a little bit different. And a lot of people can't take his direct approach in how he likes his office. Oh, I mean, so he, it's not like he you know, just comes out and says I was wrong or anything like that. You know, basically it's in there, you know, well, a lot of people don't like my direct approach. And they talk about they feared for their job, so they kept their mouth closed. But even when they wanted to say something, there was no HR department to go to and say, hey, where's the policy on this, you know, no. and why does it continue to change? See, this even is crazy. Like the NFL out of touch anyway. It's a mess. Yeah. <laughs> You would think that the league would have an HR department. So even as an individual team, hey, listen, if something's going on, you know, I've been harassed. The NFL, if the NFL is trying to take care of somebody, you can make a quick phone call. But you're told what to wear, and you're trained on how to interact with male staffers. I wonder what that was like, how to interact with male staffers. I wonder what that was like. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, the last time I heard something like this, this coordinated on that level, I'm not sure if I'm using the, the Alexa. I mean, Tim, you're going to have to help me with this. I think this was the Geisha girls, where they were told how to walk, how to interact, how to touch a man, how to do everything yeah. being around a man. Yeah, so, yeah, and it's yeah, not right. far removed. Yeah. The Japanese, that's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. No direct eye contact. Culture. Yeah. <laughs> you know, America, you know, everybody listening to this, you know, if you have a wife or a daughter, you know, sister or anything, everybody he- hearing should be appalled that this is the behavior yeah. of, you know, some of the some of the teams. You, everybody should be appalled because that could be one of your family members. Yeah, and, and in all, I agree wholeheartedly. But but in all, all fairness to um, to the NFL team, I, I, I think this is not um, all of the teams. That, that operate this way. I knew someone who was a vice president, a sister, um, good friend of mine who used to be a vice president with the Falcons, and she said Arthur Blank's operation was 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 very very buttoned up. Um, I, I think I heard there are a couple was. of them that that are that way, but um, but it's far too it's far too common, I think, because I think we can tell Jim Irsay's had problems, uh, the Raiders have had problems, uh, uh, this guy in in uh, Cardinal land has had problems. So there are a number of teams that have got issues, the, the Redskins uh, or the whatever they're the commanders they are now. Um, so it is more than just an isolated incident for sure. The Panthers. The Panthers, that's right. Yeah. 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 Well, I think, and, and Blank did extremely well, you know, up front. It's just, and he was writing his check to, to, you know, President Trump is where it really came out. 
So yes, yes, there's still issues. Yeah, and 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 people behind the scenes still have some of the you know when Chip Kelly came into Philadelphia and wanted to remove, as some of the players say, all the swag. You know, he didn't want to have that. He wanted to run something like Bill Belichick had. And we know players mm-hmm. that have won Super Bowls up there and said it is not a fun place to play, especially if you're of color. Hmm. Yeah. A lot of work to do in this country. Yeah, yeah. It's good that, a lot, know, of, a lot of work to do. Yeah. Go ahead, Larry. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, it's symptomatic of what's, what's happening in our country. Sports is, you know, sports is that canary. And it'll show you first what's going on, and it usually breaks the barriers first. And, um, you know, this goes all the way back to Kaepernick or even before him. Yeah, listen, I don't care what we but, have to do. We will pay you, but we will not allow this to happen. Not on my watch, you know. And you but you're going to have men and women in the office together. You're going to have men and women working in the workforce. But when you are saying to the woman that we need to train you on how you are to dress and how you are to address men and interact with them, that's a little. That's saying, okay, you're not on the same level as us. As a matter of fact, right. well, you're second class. So, um, yeah, I, I have a problem with all of that. I won't be working for the Bidwells. Right. <laughs> you know, but if, if, if but what do you do at that point? You know, you've reached the highest level. You know, do you leave? You know, you're going to leave a job at the NFL. That's that's a tough one. Um, yeah, and, and so I don't know if they're right or wrong for leaving. But my God, I've worked my whole life to get here. And this is how the hell y'all go treat me? Yeah. So, yeah, it's a, it's a man, that's a tough one. Yeah, and these are good jobs, good paying jobs. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They look good, but the stress has got to be back, killing I these. think it goes back to what we don't talk about in this country anymore, which I say periodically, is education. People are stupid. It's a lot of division <laughs> just because it's dumb people. People aren't educated and people aren't talking about being educated or wanting to be educated. All this NIL deal and and portals and all that, it's all about moving around. It ain't about how many credits you got for this semester. Nobody talks about that anymore. So it's uneducated people all over the place, and everybody's just, oh, the dollar rules. Well, the education was supposed to lead to the dollar. Now it's just let's give these 17, 18, 19-year-olds $4.8 million now when they don't know what to do with it, and they'll just give it back to us anyway. It's, They're going to make $20 million Education off of that. is key. Now, the, 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 the key now, off. the standard is likes and follows. And that, that that is yep. the, the standard now. There you go. Um, yeah. I it, think it, we're and, worse and off how now. You, yeah, and how you're yeah, training. I think we're much worse. And how many and, followers and you have. You mentioned yeah. education also. So this ties in. You talked about it's not that they're not educated. They're being educated through propaganda. You know, that's how you get your news. That's how you get your politics. That's how you get everything. I think things are worse now, you know, as, as of recent politics because they've been given permission. And, and there's a lot of people that weren't doing great that have kind of been, you know, swayed over to this side. Yo, you can't kneel. Well, you can kneel if you're Tebow. You know, if you're praying, you can kneel. But, you know, you can't kneel if it's just because we're killing black folks. So this is all of this is politics. This is, this is the fabric of this country. And it's leaking into every single thing that we do. Yep. I agree with that. I agree. When we should be going forward. We're going backwards. Yeah. And, 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 and another thing, it, this is probably like anything that we do on any team or any group. Only, you know, there's only a small number of people that have these feelings, but that 10% does 80% of the work. And I think that's what's happening now. But I think inherently, you know, and, and this is hard for different, most people to understand, even during the Civil War time, prior to the Civil War, you know, 80% of the white folks down there didn't want slavery. There's a huge number that didn't want slavery, um, but unfortunately they fought for it because they were from the South. And we don't hear about that all the time. The numbers are swayed that we think, you know, unfortunately all, I think there's probably more divisiveness down in the South now 
than there was then, although there wasn't parity or equal treatment. Don't get me wrong. But I think hey, that the hey, feelings hey, now. We're gonna, hey, guys, I'm going to have to break up this love fest. We, we're over time. <laughs> we need to get to the we need to get to the contributors. Man. And on the other note, there's no speaker of the house in D.C. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've got now. This is wrong. Oh, goodness, Alfred. <laughs> Why, oh, don't even. Oh, right. didn't even we, haven't brought up, we haven't brought up Israel and Palestine. Okay, we'll leave that up. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Well. Uh, okay. Tim Moore, Duck Riley, Larry Tisdale, Carlos Bradley, I appreciate you all being on. This was awesome. we got to do it again. The X-Files never had it so good. We're going to get out of the way here. The professional contributors is coming up next. See you next right. time. Thank you, gentlemen. All right, Sam, be good. Yep. This is good. Thank you. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over the limit by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.